Thank you for tuning in to the Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom. All right, so I have been at my church. We are going over um, the Acts of the Apostles. You could see that right there if you're watching me on YouTube or Facebook, the Acts of the Apostles. And it just is like a deeper study of the book of Acts. And so I pull a lot of stuff uh, that I'm talking about from this um, from this study that we're doing. And so we right now are talking about the early church, okay? And what I want to pull from this uh, basically is just talking about, I want to talk to you today about readjustment, realignment, okay? Um, because a lot of us need to realign ourselves uh, to be able to position ourselves to receive what God uh, has for us, to be able to find um, the answers that we're looking for, a lot of times we are not aligned properly with God. A lot of times our priorities are messed up and we hold other things to uh, more of an uh, importance in our life and putting God second or third, okay? And so when we're talking about, uh, we're on Acts 7, we're talking about Philip who is going out and he's preaching the word of God and he comes up along this man named Simon, okay? So Acts chapter 7, verse 9, it says this, A man named Simon had previously practiced sorcery in that city and amazed the Samaritan people while claiming to be somebody great. I just want to say this, okay? He practiced sorcery. This is nothing God wants us to do. Uh, this is out of God's will. This is not aligned with God, okay? And he was claiming to be someone great. So in his own might, he was boasting about something other than God. He was boasting about himself, maybe boasting about all the money that he's collected from doing all of these uh, different acts of sorcery that amazed people, right? Boasting in his little bit of fame that he think he has going on. Just kind of like how we boast in maybe a job that we just got, something that we've been striving for. And that's okay. It's okay to be excited about um, a career that you've been longing for. But what I'm asking is, is it aligning up with where God wants you to go? I know that for me, you know, my, my major was criminal justice and I had a one track mind, just law enforcement, law enforcement. And I pursued that and I obtained that. But at the same time, I was pursuing after God um, around the time when I got the job. And so all of a sudden, I started to feel this shift, this, this realignment to where that fire and tenacity that I had for law enforcement was slowly starting to dwindle and God was birthing a new thing within me that had nothing to do with law enforcement, right? It was all about ministry. And I just, I could see that kindle. I could feel that, that flame being fanned in my life. And I had to make a choice. I came to a crossroad where it was like, okay, we can continue this track of, you know, what you think you want, what you think will make you happy, or we could take the leap of faith and do what God's asking you to do. You aren't sure if this is going to make you happy. You aren't even sure if this is God, right? Like you are, but it's absolutely nuts. You didn't go to seminary. You didn't, you didn't, uh, take classes like in the Bible and all this stuff. You don't know anything. So why would you make this crazy shift? But oftentimes when God asks you to do something crazy, it's totally God, right? Um, okay, so back to the scripture. So 
Simon practiced sorcery. He was claiming to be someone great. And Philip is on the scene and he's out there talking about Jesus and he's doing miracle signs and wonders. And everyone's like, oh man, look at this guy. You know, he's doing all this, all the, all of these, like he's healing people. He's doing all these signs. That's so awesome. And then people started to believe and people were getting baptized. And Simon's looking like, Wow, he's doing like way cooler miracles that I've done than, than I've done. He's doing way cooler. Uh, uh, he's probably thinking like sorcery type stuff, right? He's he's so much better than I am, right? And so and so Simon is like watching Philip, and he's he's like, man, I want to get to wherever this guy is, right? And so it says that Simon believed right? So Simon did believe, Simon did believe what Philip was saying about Jesus Christ and uh, uh, why he is the Messiah and we should follow him, right? All this stuff. And so he did believe and he was also baptized. So that sounds good, right? Many of us, we hear the word of God, something resonates on the inside of us. And then we're like, yeah, I totally believe. Let me get baptized. I am on this whole Jesus train that everyone else is on. Let's do this, right? And it sounds all uh, nice and dandy until we get further along in, vor- in verse 18. It says this, when Simon saw that the spirit was given through the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money saying, Give me this power also so that anyone I lay hands on may receive the Holy Spirit. Maybe there was part of him that had good intentions, right? Maybe there was part of him that's like, I want to be like you guys, right? I believe, but I want to be amazing like you guys, trying to obtain this level of excellence. uh, And he's just like, yeah, let's do it, okay? But Peter told him, verse 20, May your silver be destroyed with you because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in this matter because your heart is not right before God. So Peter totally peeked it out. He's like, wait a second, your heart isn't right. You're trying to offer money to try to get this as if it's something that could just be um, um, bought? No, not at all. Peter noticed that his heart was not right before God. And I believe, I truly believe that uh, the spirit of God told him this, okay? And so verse 22, it says this, therefore, repent of the wickedness of your, of this wickedness of yours and pray to the Lord that if possible, your heart's intent may be forgiven. For I see you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by wickedness. I love this. I love this. So Peter put him on blast. He's like, wait, your heart is not right before God. You need to repent. What does it mean to repent? It means to totally turn the opposite direction. Do a 180, not a 360. Repent and turn from this, this, this way of thinking, from this action, right? Totally repent. Turn from, turn from your wickedness and pray that if possible, your heart's intent may be forgiven. And of course, God wants to forgive it. Of course, God will forgive it. But he really does want us to repent and turn, not to repent in vain and, and think that we can keep on doing life the way we were doing it before. And so he says that he's poisoned by bitterness and bound, bound by wickedness. To be poisoned and bound. Poison means something tainted you. It could be a drop, right? A drop of, of, of poison into, uh, 
a tub of water, it taints the whole thing. You put a little bit of yeast in that dough, right? It gets all up in there, okay? And so he's poisoned by bitterness, bitterness and bound by wickedness. To be bound means that you are totally, every part of you is totally just bound up. Your arms are bound, your legs are bound. You cannot move. You are bound by wickedness. How many of us are bound by by wickedness before we met Jesus or poisoned by bitterness before we met Jesus? I really think all of us are, right? But then when we turn from uh, our wicked ways, or even when we say yes to God and we, we say the prayer of salvation and we mean it with our entire heart, God comes on the inside of us. He forgives us, right? And we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us to tell us how to live our life, to, to, to kind of just give us that, that little tug to say, wait a second, don't go that way. Don't do that. I need for you to come back. I need for you to do this, right? And we have to listen to those things. Because the things that we've been bound in for so long, um, it becomes comfortable sometimes. And oftentimes we just end up going back to a place of, of being bound because we don't know how to get free from it. We don't know how to, how to loose ourselves from those things, right? And so we really have to rely on God, on the Holy Spirit. Those little leadings that you feel, those little tugs that you feel on the inside that you think are minute, super small, dumb for no reason. Like, hey, don't go to your friend's house tonight. You know, that like a tug not to go out. And you're thinking, what? Like, why? What's the big deal? They're just hanging out and watching movies. But what if you go against the Holy Spirit who's telling you not to go? You go and they start getting in conversation about uh, cheating on their spouses, right? Or uh, just about fornication, all this stuff. And it kind of just tugs you backwards because you're just kind of like, man, man, I... I, I do think that other guy's kind of cute or I do want to have sex, you know, before I'm married. And maybe that little bit of poison ends up just messing up everything that God's trying to do because you go back and you're like, okay, well, a little bit won't hurt. A little bit won't be a big deal. God will, God will cover it. But so oftentimes that little bit that we say yes to can mess up weeks or months or keep us bound in something that we're asking God to set us free from. So if we're looking at Simon and, and, and we're looking at his life in this moment, it really looks as though he's doing what we often do, which is chasing the gift instead of the giver. He wants to chase after that gift, right? He wants that more than the giver. He's like, man, I want to do miracle signs and wonders too. Why? Well, because, you know, I get my, my, my money that way, right? What's the big deal? So he's chasing the gift instead of the giver. He's more focused on the worldly aspect of it, right? What, what he could see that will give him profit instead of focusing on the God that could change him and just do amazing things in his life period. Sometimes we focus on the promise instead of the promise giver, or we want the healing instead of focusing on the healer. And so in this, how often do we do this? How often are we bound by chasing after things instead of God? You're wanting change in your life. You're wanting God to just do amazing things in your life. Don't just focus on the thing you want God to do. Focus on developing a relationship with God. And 
I speak with people all the time from around the world and I see this so consistently. People want the healing. They want the transformation, right? They want to be set free from something. They no longer want to be bound by by a thing, but they are not patient in the process. Or maybe they think they've been patient in the process and probably they have been, but they haven't been doing the process, period. They're like, okay, well, it's been a year and I've been still struggling with this thing. And if I prod and I keep asking questions, what I usually uncover is they aren't developing their relationship with God. They want a part-time relationship with God, but full-time blessings. It doesn't work like that. Yes, God can come in and just do amazing things, right? But that does not mean that every single thing in our life will be manifested in that manner. And so if we're wanting God to do something, are we doing our part? I say this all the time reading your Bible, spending time with God. For me, it's the first thing in the morning. Am I consistent in this? No, I am not. God help me, right? Because sometimes I'm just like, I just don't feel like it. But you know what? That's a me issue, not a God issue. What I need to do is get my butt up and get up here and spend time with God, spend time in worship, right? Do the very thing that I don't feel like doing at the moment, because it's him who is my sustainer. It's him who delivers me. It's him who changes my mindset. It's him who mends relationships. It's him that 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 breaks every chain in my life that 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 wants to keep me bound to sin, uh, just having a sin nature and being wrapped up in that stuff. And so that's what the enemy does. He will always just try to appeal to our flesh. Ah, uh, you're tired. Don't even get up. No, you're fine. You know what? You've been spending time with God like every day for two weeks and you haven't really been receiving much of anything. It's fine. You know what? Grace covers everything. This takes me back to the wilderness when um, after Jesus was baptized and Satan straight up was appealing, was trying to appeal to Jesus's flesh to try to take from Jesus all that he was about to do, which benefits us, right? And so he's like, hey, I'll give you this. Hey, do this because the word says that. He twists the word. He appeals to the flesh. But are we saying yes to the word and no to the flesh? Are we saying yes to the flesh and no to the word? Because we listen to the justification that Satan brings us on a platter. So we really have to realign ourselves in certain areas. What are those areas in your life that you need to realign yourself? Maybe it's spending time with God. Man, for everyone, seriously, I really think that that's it for everyone. No joke. Like, I can, I cannot think of many people who are consistently spending time with God and their life is totally jacked up. We can go through bad situations and circumstances and still have the joy and peace of the Lord, right? And 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 not be bound by our circumstances, but um, not. We could be in a place to where our situation is less than desirable, but we are free from from depression and 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 suicidal thoughts and and pity parties and confusion all of that stuff because we know that God's got us even in this storm those aren't the people who call me right the people who get in touch with me are people like you and me right 
We, it's, it's, it's people who really aren't spending that quality time with God, who put something else above their relationship with Christ. I mean, a lot of time for us, you know, it could be laziness, just straight up pure laziness. So, um, I hope that encouraged you to realign yourself. Uh, in certain areas, you already know right now, you could name at least one or two things where God's telling you right now that you need to realign yourself. And let me say this, if you're worried that you don't hear the voice of God, you just did because you know an area that you need to realign yourself. And that's the Holy Spirit telling you that. So boom, there, there's a freebie right there. You just heard the voice of God in your life. Do not downplay um, the voice of God in your life. You can think, oh, well, that's just my thought. The Holy Spirit's on the inside of you for a reason, okay? And it's it sounds often like your conscious is telling you, hey, do this, hey, do that, okay? Um, so, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this. Thank you for tuning in to The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom. I'll see you guys next time.